I just let it slide and wait until they notice they don't have a plate to eat off and then they do it? Or do I say something? Yeah. Like, that's, you know, always my, you know, it's probably better not to say something and for them just to realize it, you know, saves me the uh, annoying points. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes, yeah, like my son's like, why do we have to take out the trash so much? I was like, well, it fills it up. <laughs> it's like, actually, I did this yesterday. Well, you have to do it again today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't realize I think the frequency but I just did this last week. Well, we have to do it every week, you know. But you know, that's those life skills. I mean they have to learn that this stuff needs to get done and you know, it's yeah. not magic. It someone needs to do it. So um yeah. It's not always fun, but once we get it done they feel good and um, you know, they're contributing to the family and um and then when they leave the nest they'll be ready. Um you know, to take care of themselves, which is what the ultimate goal is, right? You know, we're giving them the skills they need to be a fully functioning adult. Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Lunch Project Manager podcast for Sunday, the 2nd of July, 2023. Today, I have on the show, first part of my conversation with Hilary Kinney, uh, the parenting project manager or the project managing parent. You decide. Uh, anyway, speak soon. Enjoy. So, uh, what's going on? Um, I am, well, first, and a bit of an apology. I think you'll probably notice a few gremlins and a missed episode last week um i've had a few challenges technically and both time-wise over the past uh month or so uh so no intro in melissa's show show last the last show i skipped one last week and then this week a few gremlins coming in and part two published before part one uh, by accident so if you've listened to part two already and you've got part one well apologies and well you've got it um a week, a week off next week, I should say. But part two will be down next week, so apologies for that. Um, I think, uh, interestingly enough, talking to Alex Kingsbury the other week, um, I've been looking at how I can improve uh, the production time and checklists. And there's been a few things um, going on uh, with work, which meant that just fitting in time and fitting in um, the post interview processing and actually some of the interviews have been uh, moving around with some of the family things that have been going on as well uh, so it's um, uh, got to think of some new processes and procedures to kind of uh, improve things so uh, apologies for the missed stuff and the slightly different um, experience you've been getting um, interesting thing on that I've been thinking about whether um, although it one of the reasons why I went with the, um, the the weekly shows was because the amount of interviews I was getting meant that there was lots of things backing up and I had um, lots of people I could uh, put out. Um, I wanted to balance that with not having to have every week to be worrying about getting someone on the show. Um, so I am contem- so, But I am contemplating um, not having the two-part show, have the single-part show, um, uh, maybe skipping a week, but uh, I'd actually like to hear from you guys out there who do listen um, and kind of give me your opinion. So um, if you have a view, ping me, social media, ping me on uh, 
email or I'll drop out the newsletter as well, asking for your opinions. So a little fun thing going on somewhere. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a juggle. Uh, though I, again, have got quite a few uh, potential interviewees and lined up interviewees uh, already. Um, that's it really on that side of the fence. Um, other stuff going on, what's been going on. Um, personal stuff kind of uh, family uh, things really has been the focus over the last few months Um, my eldest moves on to college so she's just finished all her exams and um, is now prepping for sixth form um, and getting her new job and things like that so uh, a lot of change there and my little one's moving up to secondary school Uh, so a lot of change so very pertinent to the um, parenting conversation um, I had with Hillary um, it's always change I find and that relate. it's so relatable to projects we, we, as project manager we kind of deliver a project and think the next one right okay next one will be straightforward simple but it's not it's different and there's always something different and it's the same with, with family there's always something every year something new something different um, new characters changing in the way people are and things like that and um, it's so uh, being able to apply these different ways of thinking um, at different times is, is essential um, especially as a parent you've got to adjust constantly um, but yeah so that's that's where on that side of the fence it's uh, quite new with proms and last day sports days and things going on so um, all change here Um uh, trying to think what else I've missed because I haven't said a few words to you guys for quite some time uh, had a good holiday uh, in the half term um, that we have over in the UK got a good relax there um, and in the July I'm talking to holidays during uh, August I will be on leave I'll be um, putting out some older shows that some of you may not have listened to from a couple of years ago uh, as sort of replays um, and then be back uh, early September um, after celebrating my uh, 25th wedding anniversary which will be um, great as well um, that's it really I'm going to leave you to listen to uh, the first part of Hillary's the conversation with Hillary and um, speak to you soon cheers uh, today I am delighted to welcome Hillary Kinney PMP uh, to the show. She is a project manager with 17 years of experience uh, at Fortune 500 companies. Um, she's also a proud mother of an elementary school student. Her career achievement ranged from co from facilitating a C-suite sponsored customer recognition programs across 7,000 properties globally to directing special projects and strategic communications for the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company President's Office. Hilary earned a BS in Hotel Administration from Cornell University. She holds the PMP certification from the Project Management Institute and is as well as, sorry, as, well as a Change Practitioner certification from Prosec. Prosky, I can never say that right. Prosci. Change Management Leaders, yeah, Prosci, Change Management Leadership Centre. She lives with her family in Washington D.C. area, and she is the author of a book called Project Management for Parents: Engage the Family, Team Build Teamwork, Succeed Together. 
So, and, and for those watching video, you, you will have seen a little uh, uh, pop-up of that uh, book in front of Hillary's face. Hillary, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Ah, brilliant. So, so there's quite a lot of it, stuff I read out there, but just want to give us a little bit more, a little bit more about wh wh where you are, and a little bit more background, and how you got into this game, maybe. Well, I love project management. I think it uh, fits my personality. Um, I love. I love the satisfaction of rolling out a project. I love working with teams. Um, you know, I love getting to know people. Uh, sort of an extrovert that goes well with project management. And um, I also like to think about how we use project management in our day-to-day -day life. And I didn't re really realize how much I used it um, until I started writing this book. And I was like, oh, there are a lot of parallels. Because, you know, they say once a project manager, always a project manager. Yeah. And when I started to put pen to paper, I really realized there's a lot more here than I thought. Um, and there's a lot we can do as project managers to make our lives easier at home, too. And it's, you know, we already know a lot of the principles. So it's easy to implement and apply. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's I've always said project management's a life skill. It's, it's kind mm -hmm. of I've, I've kind of banged on about it, and I talked before. I've got two daughters, and the first time I realised I was uh, using the skills, although I probably a little bit before, was when I we have three windows in the kitchen that are next to each other, segregated kind of in in squares, vert sort of like. Um, rectangles vertical and mm -hmm. we were doing a, a large amount of garden work and we were all getting together to do it as the four family and i was there sitting go well we've got all these things that's right all these things we've got to do mm -hmm. i took uh, all on sticky notes so on the left hand square there was to do the yeah. middle hand was doing and the other one was done and i kind of <laughs> set up this kanban board and i thought yeah yeah i haven't become I've I got the bug. project management nerd yes yeah <laughs> and you know you could see what needed to to be done yeah, yeah, I started really thinking about it when the pandemic hit and I started hearing about all the parents that were really struggling, you know, mm. that, um, you know, I have to be a teacher, I have to do my work, there are no activities, I have to figure out activities for my kids. And um, I was like, huh, all right, this kind of feels like work when you get assigned a project, you don't have enough time to roll it out and you don't have enough people to get the work done. And you're like, how am I going to get this done? But I have to get it done. And you get it done, yeah. right? You make it happen. So I was like, huh, this feels a lot like work. So I just wrote a, uh, you know, five points in a LinkedIn article and said, hey, I think, you know, this might help you. And then that it just took off from there. Yeah. It became, yeah. It just became illumined. very popular. Yeah. yeah. I think it's right. It's, it's funny, though, and it? it's how you, um, and I, looking at your book, I was thinking today, it's project management for parents. Now, am I a parent who's a project manager or am I a, a project manager who's a parent? Mm -hmm. I started to think uh, about that and it's kind of an interesting thing and the fact that you end up I th I think through necessity and I've seen it with people who aren't project managers but I I'd say I think it's a life skill but I think you become a project manager but especially the person who is the main caregiver at home mm -hmm. um, they become that coordinator whether it's the planner the the diary planner on the screen for all the different clubs that people go to different things that are going on at school and i think that's that's again it's that visual management board isn't it and mm -hmm. and, and and people do it and actually the skills that we have as project managers in those fun some of the fundamentals aren't magic skills they're common sense break 
got to do something, break it down into its component parts, mm-hmm. right? Work out a dependence. You do that anyway. You do that when yeah. you're making a cup of tea, for goodness sake. Though people will argue about whether you put milk in first or the tea or the water in first, and they're kind of okay. So you got a bit different orders, but actually, there's a following a recipe. Follow it. There's so mm-hmm. to so make sure often, it comes out. You want yeah, to heat up the it, water first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if you didn't. Yeah, iced tea tea. maybe, but yeah, yeah, whatever. But but it it is that it is. It's It's funny when you go on. Sorry, because it's like people do it, but they don't realize they're doing it. Yeah, and then sort of we do it to the nth degree for these much bigger projects. But it's almost like when you bring it back, they're kind of like, oh. And then when you lay it out for them, it's sort of like this light bulb that goes off in their head. They're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Um, yeah. And some people, I'm, I'm surprised though, some people just don't have that skill set and they really have to be trained on it or even kids, like when they're learning, you know, how to organize their homework. It's definitely a learned skill that they have to learn at some point. So, yeah. um, you know, I'd love to, you know, I love how you can teach your kids these these skills too for them to apply. Um, but you're right. It's kind of like, you know, you can a lot of people are doing it already and just in terms of whoever's you know doing a lot of that i mean if it's one person in the household you know you know they call it the mental load of all the stuff that's going on in your head that needs to happen and that's a project manager we just put it down on paper and we can see it yeah i think one of the things that my wife and jody and i started doing a while back and kind of what comes in and out is like because i'm terrible with physical although i've got a whiteboard where i've scribbled stuff on recently I'm not great with a calendar at home here. Mm-hmm. So I, I very rarely look at it. I forget to look at it because unless it's on my phone, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. In life. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's, that's my default. Everything goes into visual, there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that control is there for me and I'll use notifications and ignore them and, and all those sort of things. But I, we, we kind of experimented with, we got the Alexas and don't do stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> She's like, yeah, uh, what can I do? For yeah. You? <laughs> yeah. Well, what I I was playing with a few years ago was using Trello board for us to uh-huh. use for things that we needed to remember rather than writing on the wall or that or different things or shopping list or everything. Mm-hmm. And both Jody and, and my eldest Bo were using, uh, I managed to get them both using a Trello board for their oh. own sort of time management kind of thing. Great. Uh-huh. And then when you've got shared tra- Trello board, you can kind of throw things up on there of mm-hmm. how you want to use it. And I, I, I had a, a kind of, I've, I'm, a parenting well moment that I felt mm-hmm. not long ago, a few yeah. years ago was Bo had scribbled a load of stuff on her arm that she'd been in school. She hadn't been to use her phone in, in, in the class. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just putting this on my trailer board. And it's like, like, yeah, my work's like, done here. Proud dad. Proud dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it's, um, I've, I, I shared a picture on LinkedIn the other day. I think it was. We we're just going through the because uh, she's in year eleven, so she's just doing her um, GCSEs, which is mm-hmm. kind of a the, the sort of I can't I don't know what the equivalent is. It I think it's a couple of years below the high school diploma in the US or whatever. I'm not quite sure the, the, how it works. Um, and we were looking at her reti- revision timetable, which is leading up to the middle of June, end of June when she got all her exams and. Mm-hmm. We've got a whiteboard and we've drawn it all out and we've got yellow stickies on there of when she's revising for which one, when the exam oh, is, and gone back. Yeah. And I, I sat and looked at it. And I went, "Oh no, we're doing resource leveling now because <laughs> she's only got she's allocated her hours." And I'm like, "Right, you've got two hours there." And I realised, like, with dependencies were in there, resource yeah. leveling was in yeah. there, and I'm like, 
oh, it's, it just, it's just weird. <laughs> how, what you're yeah, doing. how it happens. Yeah, and then what, yeah. one thing we've used Post-its for is we had a Super Bowl party, you know, for football, American football yeah. here. And um, and we had a lot to get done. And, and I was like, all right, well, let's figure out what we need to get done. And let's, uh, so we wrote what, we each came up with the ideas of what we needed to do. And we wrote it on, on the Post-its and then we divided them up. This was a little more intentional, like, you know, we need to figure out what needs to be done. So then we divided, we each picked one, and then we, you know, we resource leveled and moved them around a little bit, made sure it was fair. Then we stuck it up on a piece of paper, and then when we were done, we would take them off. And we Mm -hmm. got there. Like, we we had a fun party, and I wasn't overwhelmed because I was doing everything, and my son felt like he contributed, and, you know, and he took a little more ownership in the party, and and, um, it felt good, you know? It felt good that I was the one... That they all participated and um, we all did it together, and it wasn't just me telling them what needed to be done. I yeah. think is a big part of, with the family because I think with the family, like it's more you know, it's not like you know people are getting paid to do this, and you know, it's all based on relationships. So it's it's a different um, focus, I think. You know, it's more on learning and working together than you know task task management and driving for those results. Yeah, I think it's funny how. Um, the differences and the parallels between working in the office, working at, with with the family, and it, you said relationships there and the communication, clear boundaries, all of those things. Um, you kind of sit and go, right? For kids, what kids want? They want clear boundaries. You set them clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. You give them give them too much freedom, and they don't know what's reasonable give them too much constraint and and they're going to push against it and it's about balancing the boundaries there and what what they can and can't do and level of control and self self thing but but it's the same with any of us sitting in a job if someone sits there and says right you you've got to do that job Nigel, and unless the they communicate clearly what my boundaries of accountability are what my boundaries of authority are what the expectations are of me in that role it becomes very difficult to work out how far to step, how far you've got to step and whether you're doing the right thing. And it, mm-hmm. and it it's a slightly different emphasis, but it, it, it gives the, I think it gives the same sort of questions. Um, and, and because whilst we are grown up, some of us grown up um, at the heart, we're, we're, we're still a human and we like to be able to, be communicated in a certain way and we, we have our own foibles and things like that and i i don't think there's a vast difference all the time that mm-hmm. like say about getting paid to do it that is a motivation for going there and doing it but actually just because you have power as the pro as the project manager and we watch on love watching the fact that well i don't love it it annoys me but i have kind of have a weird pleasure watching the apprentice where mm-hmm. they assign a project manager and and there's always one in every season, if not every show, where they say someone tells someone, "I'm the project manager, therefore you should do what I say." And they're like, well, and, "You have no authority over me." Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> just you can't just tell them to do it, can you? So you still got to persuade at work, and you've got to cajole at home. Although you have authority as a parent, you still cajole is a bad word, but you've still got that mm-hmm. negotiation, that relationship, and that. Um, influence without power that you've got to apply because it it, the power has so far to go yeah and once you get beyond a certain point it become 
applying and using that role power stops becoming productive i think right and they're not willing they won't put in as do as good a job or be willing to do it or be as enthusiastic and you won't get as good a an output yeah yeah, yeah it's true yeah that relationship definitely helps at work and it helps at home um yeah, I find people are hesitant to use project management at home because they're like, oh, they're not going to go for it because it's, um, you know, you're just waving a, a checklist at me. But I think mm-hmm. if you get the family involved and ask their opinion and, and show them the benefits and, um, you know, it's basically a, a way of, like you said, communicating more clearly, you know, and yeah. just it's just if you look at it, I think more of as a communication tool than a getting stuff done tool and and teaching your kids how to, to like to your point to be organized and and think and analyze and problem solve um i think um it's more palatable than just being like okay i'm gonna come in and we're gonna like turn our home into a you know a fast-moving uh, company that's not the goal it's yeah. just it's no. just to free up more time get more efficient you know reduce the confusion or the um animosity in, in getting things done and um you know make things easier on the whole family um, and sort of just get things done faster. Because, you know, it's not like we do this because we want to do more things at home. We want to get it done so we can have, do fun things together, right? Yeah, and yeah just, exactly. And um, just, you know, not waste time, you know, being disorganized or, you know, falling or forgetting about something. Like, let's consolidate and be organized in a way that improves the quality of life, not, you know, makes it more onerous. Because, you know, at work, yeah. I'm, you know, the same way. No one likes the project manager that's asking for status updates every week that don't go anywhere, right? Like, it's annoying. Like, don't ask me for stuff that you don't need. Just fill out your report that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You know? You know, it, I, it's, I think it's important to keep it simple and keep it um, in a way that's useful. Like, don't put process into place just for the sake of process. I agree entirely. I think the worst, and, and, and I, I completely empathize with anyone in this situation, is if you as the PM go to someone and say, right, give me an update on status uh, and what blockers or anything that you've got a problem with. And they, and they give you a list of things that stop them doing the job. And then you go away as a project manager and don't look at how you resolve those blockers. Right. You're not and then the following them. week when they give you the status report and they haven't made any more progress and you go, why aren't you making more progress? Because of those blockers. from like, I, I can imagine that it, that's what gives us as project managers a bad name where we're post boxes mm-hmm. rather right. than um, uh, a route to solve a problem. Right. We're just paperwork pushers and, you know, filling out yeah. reports. We're not like yeah. helping them move things along. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, I know at the moment I've got a couple of things on my hopper from one of my team that I was going to do on Monday and I didn't do it. Um, it isn't going to stop them at the minute, but it will stop them. Mm-hmm. at some point if I don't pull my finger out and sort it which I've got to do tomorrow and um, quite rightly if I haven't done it I would expect them to have a go at me not in a mm-hmm. nasty way but kind of like look if you ain't done it we ain't, we ain't right. going to do we our bit and it's going to affect you yeah. yeah. And and I've got to do those sort of things and whilst there is an element of I think in every organisation there's going to be an elephant an elephant an element of um, wasted um, activities I think I think once you get beyond beyond a certain size of organisation, there are things that are done just in case, mm-hmm. not because they're needed. They're done just just in case somebody asks for it, or just to be sure that if there was ever some 
remonstration a problem in the future that someone can say, yeah, we've done all these things. Whereas they don't actually always move something forward. They kind of just be there for the sake of it. Um, or just because the, the efficiencies that you need in the organization haven't been put in there. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. there's something that has to be duplicated or something like that. And we, I think we have to accept those things and kind of go, well, yeah, that's crap, but it's crap right, we've got to put up with. We've got to do it anyway, right. Yeah, and the same, it's the same at home, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, like, try explaining that to your kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can just hear some... Um, crockery being moved um in, mm-hmm. the, in the dining room here and that means that the dishwasher is being filled mm-hmm. um well, and, that's and it's kind of that's progress yeah which means that uh, and it, it's, to be fair it's a job i used to do i don't do it anymore very often it's really good it's been mm-hmm. delegated yeah. um and it's done i i did my instructions uh, on how to do it correctly um mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that it's kind of sometimes sometimes it's not done and it's something that I don't want to do. And I know right. no one else ever wants to do it. But actually, right. I do want a plate to eat off tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah, my always question is, do I just let it slide and wait until they notice they don't have a plate to eat off and then they do it? Or do I say something? Yeah. Like, that's, you know, always my, you know, it's probably better not to say something and for them just to realize it, you know, saves me the uh, annoying points. But yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes... Yeah, like my son's like, why do we have to take out the trash so much? I was like, well, it fills it up. <laughs> it's like, actually, I did this yesterday. Well, you have to do it again today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, don't, they don't realize, I think, the frequency. But I just did this last week. Well, we have to do it every week, you know. But, you know, that's those life skills. I mean, they have to learn that this stuff needs to get done. And, you know, it's yeah. not magic. It, someone needs to do it. So, um, yeah, it's not always fun, but once we get it done, they feel good and, um, you know, they're contributing to the family and, um, and then when they leave the nest, they'll be ready, um, you know, to take care of themselves, which is what the ultimate goal is, right? You know, we're giving them the skills they need to be a fully functioning adult, you know? Yeah. That, that's, when... the, that's the job, isn't it? That's the, pro- that's the project of raising a child. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want a project that manages them forever. It's just no. like teach. It's like it's like teaching them the I, skills, practice you, the skills, you, and then they can use them. Yeah, I think I think there's a a kind of concept of you get them to a certain point, and then there's a life service uh, uh, in life support that you have to do that runs for quite a long time, isn't it? <laughs> What's the problem <laughs> left? What do you mean in terms of uh, just keeping in them terms up? of children? Yeah, is it mm-hmm. like there's you're always, always something. On, yeah, you're always going to be on call. Yeah, some business as usual things that need to happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. To keep it. Yeah, the, keep the operation running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it's it an interest. Once it deploys, there's some sustainability things that need to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, making yeah, sure those are taken care of. Yeah. It's funny parallels, isn't it, to draw? So just yeah. talking about the book, and um, obviously we've delve straight into the book and it's a it's a topic that i'm i'm sure we were talking earlier about my my in quotes avatar that i envisage as my listener between uh in their 30s and above and and probably in this this spot of um either about to or having children and therefore a lot of and i would say a lot of people i know are project managers are parents as well um and and i think it's an interesting although it benefits across people who aren't in project management and will teach mm-hmm. people their own skills but yep. what, what was the what was the approach that you took to the book give us a little outline of what's in the book so I kind of... yeah 
So um, it, this wasn't a really a, I didn't have a big plan, I guess. It mm -hmm. started from a LinkedIn article, turned into a speech for International Project Management Day. So honestly, I just started thinking through the different project management functions and thinking, okay, so what applies? What makes sense? What can I pull through to parenting in a way that makes sense? And so I started writing and um, I started sending it to friends of mine who aren't project managers just to like, as my beta testers, like, so what do you think? Does this make sense? Like, do you get this? Do you not? Just to kind of pressure test it because I wasn't sure, you know, if this made sense or was a good idea or not. And they're like, yeah, this totally makes sense. Love it. Keep going. And I had only casually mentioned teamwork and team building and the importance of teams at work to get work done. They're like, can you tell me more about that? I'd love to do that with my family to really draw, you know, create this high performing team at home. So that actually, that part I ended up building out further. So the first part of the book, because at work I do this all the time, like when I take on a new project, I kind of survey the people on the team, survey the dynamics and kind of figure out, okay, do these people know each other? Do they not know each other? As a project manager, what do I need to do to sort of create this really productive working environment to turn us into a really high performing team so that we can achieve really great results together? So, you know, I started, you know, talking about, you know, team building and communication and communication plans and, and um, change management and getting buy-in. And um, so that's the first part of the book is really building, focusing on the people and how we work together and being clear you can even go as so far as like, you know, creating a, you know, a vision board for your family and what do you want mm -hmm. to do together? You can take it that far if you want, or you can just focus on like activities together and, and, you know, check, check in meetings to talk through what's going on in the family and how you, how do you coordinate it? So there's just a whole lot of benefits um, to do at the beginning to build that teamwork. Um, and then the second part of the book is like those skills. And I sort of run them through a project plan like first I talk about scoping and apply it to like organizing an event and the beautiful thing about you know scoping anything the who what when where why how is you can apply that to any project you have at home like is it a vacation yeah. is it a an event like a party um, whatever you have going on well I hope you enjoyed that first part of that uh, interview with Hillary uh, come back next week and we'll have the second part. Uh, speak soon. Look at yourself. Bye. So this is my final wrap up. Every week you're going to hear this. You're going to get bored of it, but you can always click next podcast if so. Um, if you have enjoyed it, if you listen to this podcast to the end of this uh, show and you think that was great, I'd love to be able to help Nigel. out. Um, there are loads of ways you can do it. Um, the, the first and, and obvious way is to um, share the podcast, send it out to people. Um, if you if you know colleagues and friends who'd benefit from it, you think they'd enjoy it, just send them the link grab one of the links or send them to www.nigelcreaser.com slash podcasts that's www.nigelcreaser.com slash podcasts and that will push them over to a um, a link tree link and it's got all of the different ways they can consume the, the podcast uh, if you are feeling generous and have a big bag of cash 
you could grab a copy of one of my books obviously um, uh, they're available in all the usual places and print and, and, and digital again jump on the website uh, www.nigelcreaser.com slash shop and that will give you a list of all the different ways that you can contribute um, and, and grab copies of the book also got um, links to all my guests books on there as well where I get a little bit of a kickback from them um, if you are of a sporting mind um, I have a number through doing some of my um, judo and, and running uh, antics uh, I've managed to secure a few um, uh, affiliate links and affiliates uh, there as well so in there somewhere in the sponsors page there's links to those as well so clicking onto those and grabbing uh, your if you're with it if you're looking to uh, get super fit then that would be fabulous as well and I get a little kickback from those uh, I have a patreon account it's patreon.com slash Sunday lunch pm uh, so again you can ping something in there buy me a coffee or whatever and finally obviously the most important is coming back coming back listen again um, because uh, the more of you that come back uh, the more uh, visibility I get because there's more times that it's downloaded and all the SEO works and things like that so yeah that's it so uh, if you can help me out I would be much appreciated if you can't don't worry about it thank you very much cheers now bye well it's goodbye from me Nigel Creaser and it's goodbye from him the Sunday lunch PM goodbye introduction hi and welcome to project manager productivity hacks why write another book on productivity hacks are there not enough of them already the trigger was my interview with Sarah M. Hoban for my podcast, The Sunday Lunch Project Manager Podcast. Plug, plug. Find out more at www.nigelcreaser.com slash Sarah M. Hoban. We talked about improving productivity for project managers, and during the conversation I recalled that a while ago I started a blog post in which I plan to share some ideas that I have used in my career to improve my productivity and get out of the office that little bit earlier. Over the years I have shared these with others, and almost every time I received a positive and enthusiastic response. Having rekindled the idea, I sat down and noted 11 hacks, tips, shortcuts, whatever you want to call them, that I have used over the years. Why 11? Well it's one more than 10. This book goes up to 11. One for the Spinal Tap fans. I see productivity as remarkably similar to an exercise program, we all start off with good intentions and some of the changes work great for us and others don't. Some changes stick and become part of our daily life whereas others are just a real chore. Even the ones we found that work well for us and are straightforward to implement can, under certain circumstances, end up being dropped by us. Sometimes this happens consciously and sometimes little by little over time. Whether building healthier habits or improving our productivity, it's not just a case of making the changes, and we are done. It takes repeated work. If you find them hard to implement, then they may not be for you in your current situation. If you start using them and end up letting them drift, then start again. Improving our productivity is something many of us strive to achieve, aiming for some kind of efficiency nirvana. Let me tell you, it ain't gonna happen. Perfection is a myth. Give yourself a break. 
It's a bit like yoga, you can't win at yoga, no matter how bendy you get, you can always be bendier, that's the same with personal productivity, you can't win at productivity, you can always be productivier. Ed, is that a word? I have not always been able to apply these hacks successfully, but that is not a reflection of the hacks themselves, it is more about my ability to stick with them even though I know they work. One last point, as with your fitness regime trying to make loads of changes at once can spell disaster. I recommend that once you have a read of these hacks, choose one that excites you, maybe not excites but seems to resonate, and have a go at it. Once it is second nature to you, move on to the next one that spoke to you. If you find that the first one was not for you then bin it. Choose another and try that one out, then rinse and repeat. So on with the hacks.